Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Mike Kapler here. Hey, the Growing in Grace podcast. With me is the guy who once went hungry for days because he couldn't decide between pig's feet and crow gizzards. Joel Brzezinski. It's a tough decision, and I still haven't <laughs> ever decided. What are you talking about now? Pig's feet and what? Have you ever had either one of those? <laughs> I don't think so. I think the worst I've ever done is chicken gizzards. But... Oh. <laughs> Like I used to use when I used to go fishing with my grandpa, uh, and I I've haven't fished for many years. I'm not a born fisherman, but he would take me out. And uh, I was about ten years old when I fished for the first time. So yeah, I'm not a born fisherman either. Yeah, so I used to use uh, chicken liver. <laughs> chicken liver. In, in the and we just we just fish in the river. Oh. I would use going after going after whatever we could get, but some sometimes in the river there, the Cedar River, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't Cedar always river. want what you caught. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Carps but, and bullheads. Yeah, but uh, there were catfish out there, and and uh, they would bite on that. Yeah, and I would um, in the little little well, not little, but the town of Waverly, not too far from where we're uh, at in Waterloo, Iowa. I had a friend who told me. And it worked. Um, I had brought a can of corn with me, and I put corn on the end of the hook, and I was in the what we call the duck pond up there. It's just off of the river. And I would go just put my uh, – see, I'm not a professional fisher by any means. I'd just put the corn on there, and I would catch some fish with the corn. <laughs> corn. So, how, like, did you put multiple kernels on no. the hook? Or what? I would just put, like, a, uh, a one kernel of corn <laughs> on the hook. And and this feels this feels fake. This it, feels it like you're pulling my leg. No, it's it's well, it 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 sounds it sounds not true or it sounds fake because I was very ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing. But it was only like a few blocks from my house. I'd just take my bike, uh, a fishing, a fi- you know, my fishing pole, and a can of corn. Go up to the duck pond, cast that thing out, and. I would catch some, you know, bluegill or, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just things like that, and then just throw them back in. But that was really the extent of my fish. I had a couple friends. We would um, go down to southern Iowa or maybe central Iowa. We're in the northeast part, and and they had some fishing spots down there. So I would go with them for a day. Um, but it, it fishing was just never really my thing. I enjoyed it, but uh, you know, didn't last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we. We have that in common, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and that as far as then weird foods like the chicken gizzards, that friend that we, I, I, he and his wife, I would go fishing with them. Well, I would spend a lot of time with them, and he would order chicken gizzards from um, KFC, and then for for whatever reason, you know, they were breaded and deep fried, and I enjoyed them to an extent, but they were just kind of rubbery, and it, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Uh. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of ignorance, uh, let's let's talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good segue. I know where let's, you're going. Let's too. talk about how to become righteous. Uh, now, 
Maybe we should define what righteousness is, Joel. I mean, some people hear the word. It kind of sounds like a religious word, sort of, doesn't it? Something you would hear in church, or something out of the Bible mm-hmm. for people who maybe aren't really all that familiar with the Bible or they're not that comfortable with going to church for whatever reason. Uh, maybe they're a new believer in Christ. The goal is to attain a place of righteousness, which in simple terms, from my perspective, it, it, if you could look this up in the Greek, but it just means being right with God, having right standing with God, being acceptable to him. And generally, I mean, almost really since the Garden of Eden, when you think about it, humankind has worked tirelessly at trying to do things to to reach this place, to make themselves acceptable, acceptable to God and, and to reach a place of righteousness or right standing with God, being right with God. I mean, that's really what people want to know. We all know we're headed for the same place, right? We're all dying. Our bodies are dying. We're not really dying, but the bodies that we're living in right now are dying. And and so, at least in the back of our minds, from time to time, it's it's very likely that a lot of people are wondering, am I right with God? And you'll see sometimes people, as they approach what may be somewhere near the end of their life here on earth, or at least they know it's it's coming, it's getting closer potentially, um, they'll even go further out of their way to make sure that they are in a good place, whether that means bringing in the, the priest or having a prayer with the pastor or going through some sort of ceremony, water baptism or whatever. They, they want to make sure that confessing their sins. I mean, whatever it is, they want to make sure that they're right with God. Um, So how do we reach this place? How how do we get there? How how can we be sure? And that's what a lot of people would like to know. Yeah. And so people come up with all kinds of, I mean, you can go to uh, any, any given church or any given setting in which people are, uh, you know, helping, trying to help each other out with all of this, teaching, preaching, that kind of thing. And depending on where you go, you'll have different lists uh, of different things that you have to do. And I think that's the thing, that so many people are looking to something that they have to do. Whether it is acts of righteousness, that in, in, in their mind that would be good deeds, you know, doing, doing good things. Uh, following the commandments, you know, following the Ten Commandments. A lot of people think that, you know, I asked somebody one time, <laughs> uh, how do you... How do you think you that a person is saved? And, and how do you? Well, I think back then I th- I think I probably said how do you th- how do you think you get to heaven? I think that's how. But anyway, he said, oh, uh, I don't know, Ten Commandments. And so you know that was just off the top of his head. That's what he thought. Not that he even had any thought about keeping the Ten Commandments. He just that was his answer. Um, <laughs> or or like you say, baptism or doing this, doing that, uh, living by a certain list of of rules. Sometimes it's uh arbitrary sometimes you have these um like we've shared this 1050 new covenant commands that people have have found (laughs) and nobody can live up to that but maybe just you know trying to trying to do your best to keep some of them when in reality you know you started talking about ignorance you know in romans 10 you know paul in in the book of romans really really great epistle from from paul just so many great things that we can get out of that and he was talking about the people of, of Israel. They were the ones, they were under the law. And they were trying to become righteous by keeping the law. And they, they had a zeal. Romans 10, Paul says, 
you know, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel uh, is that they may be saved, for I bear witness that they have a zeal for God. So, you know, people even think if, if I've got a zeal for God, I'm just on fire for God or whatever. Uh, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, Paul says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. I mean, just think about that. Think about that phrase, being ignorant of God's righteousness. If you want to be righteous, you know, if you, if you want to be right with God, if you want to have that right standing, it's not good to be ignorant of what that is. <laughs> and the reason <laughs> it says that they were ignorant of righteousness is because they were seeking to establish their own righteousness. That is by what they did. They have not submitted to the righteousness of God. And just a few verses before that, at the end of Romans 9, but Israel pursuing the, uh, well, it says um, Gentiles. This is interesting. And, you know, the stuff we've talked about a lot, but Romans 9.30, Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness. So we weren't even looking for anything. We weren't even looking for it. We weren't even looking to be right with God or anything. But it says uh, they did not pursue righteousness. They have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. So there's a little bit of a contrast there between uh, righteousness by what you do versus righteousness by faith. Well, what you brought out there was was so interesting. (laughs) I mean, think about that. Israel, the Jewish people under the law, pursuing right standing with God. I mean, that, that was their that was their lifelong goal. Try to live by that law as best as they could. Of course, nobody could, but they did the best that they could. Was that going to be good enough? No. That's why Jesus had to come. <laughs> as Paul pointed out to the Galatians in chapter 2, if they could attain to this place of righteousness through the law, then Jesus died for nothing. You know, he wouldn't have had to come. But nobody could do it. Everybody fell short. And but yet, but this was their goal. They were pursuing this law that they thought would lead to righteousness. This goes back to the days of, of Moses when the whole thing came together. You know, God did, didn't just dump the law onto the nation of Israel. He didn't force it down their throat. A covenant requires that two parties come to an agreement with each other. So the Jewish people, when they heard this thing, this idea, this law, they said, hey, we're in. (laughs) We're in. We will do this thing, and it will be righteousness for us. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. They never attained it, as you said. They never succeeded in reaching that law, reaching the, the fulfillment of that law. So we, this is, but this is what they were doing. They were chasing after righteousness all of their lives for centuries, and they were ignorant about true righteousness. All they were trying to do was to establish their own righteousness through what they did, working at trying to make themselves acceptable to God. And no matter how much they turned their ship around individually— <laughs> it was never going to be enough. Now, it's great when you can have things in your life uh, and, and make improvements. I saw somebody post on social media recently a problem that they used to have in the past years ago, and they've gone many years without that problem interrupting their lives. 
And that's a good thing. I mean, they're, they're a much healthier person. They're a happier person. They saved a bunch of money by not pursuing a habit that they were stuck in. And so there, there's, there's, there are places for us to be able to, to improve our lives. Surely it's for our own good and for those around us when we can do that. But that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Because when you go to church a lot of times in, in the church building, the real emphasis in most places is, you need to try and make yourself better. And directly or indirectly, they're saying the reason you want to do this is so that you will be more acceptable to God, that you will be more clean, you'll be more holy, you'll be more potentially righteous, right with God. And and so people are kind of working backwards instead of understanding that our righteousness came by belief in a risen Savior, Jesus Christ, who shed blood one time and gifted us with right standing, gifted us with righteousness. It's now a part of who we are. It's it's our ID in him. So we're not working to try to become something. We realize that we are righteous because of what he did on our behalf, and we get to start from there. So that that's the big difference, because the Jews pursuing righteousness all of their lives, all of these centuries, unsuccessfully, and, and it turns out they were ignorant of what was really required. Not their own righteousness through what they did, but the righteousness of God through what Jesus did. That's really, it is. It's about what what Jesus did, and because of what he did, and when we put our faith in that, that's when that righteousness is imputed to us. It's given to us. It's gifted to us. Paul in Romans 5 said, Therefore, having been justified by faith, and that word justified is real similar. It's It's a verb very similar to the the noun of righteousness. It just means to be made right. The word righteousness that we're talking about, I like how Thayer defines it. You know, you have Strong's definition, and and yet uh, there's someone named Thayer. In a broad sense, the state of him who is as he ought to be. Righteousness, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we've been gifted with. Uh, You can do, do, do your whole life long. And again, whatever it is, this this list of things that churches will teach you to do, 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 teachings of live this way, live that way. And like you say, it can be very beneficial to stop doing certain things and to start doing other things. You know, change of behavior can be very good. But like you say, that's kind of putting the cart before the horse. If, if you're trying to do in order to become righteous, rather than realizing that you are righteous, you have been made righteous by faith. Paul says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And so that's where we are. That's where we stand, again, by faith. And there's nothing that can—our behavior, whether good or bad— can't take away from what we have received, what we've been given freely by faith. We, we've been given this righteousness of God freely. He did it freely. He did it as a, as a gift. Anytime a person gives a gift, the person who receives the gift hasn't earned that gift. It's been given to them freely, and there's no price that they pay. It's just a gift. Uh, and, and so God has given us that gift freely. And so that is our state. That is the state that we are in. We are right with God. You, whoever you're listening, you've believed in God, you've put your faith in him, and you are right with him by that. You've been justified by faith, not by anything you've ever done or anything you haven't done. 
anything you've done cannot take away from it, cannot add to it. It's just the state that you're in, and it's a good thing. And so you have peace with God because of that. And so one thing we're going to do with all this, maybe there's more to talk about this. I know we also want to kind of contrast some things that have to do with the gift of righteousness that we have versus what religion brings about, the things that people will do because of religion versus how we live by the gospel. So we'll see where next week leads us right here. Listen in on the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.